This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome back to the North Georgia Life Podcast. This is Jake, your host, and today's episode, uh, I'm just, just get ready for it. Just some of you, you just need to get some tissues out. Um, this is such an amazing story. This is just continual affirmation of why uh, we do the podcast, why we bring you stories and um, episodes like this. And man, just what an amazing journey, an amazing story. Uh, that we're going to talk about today, and um, amazing for your mouth. Uh, Your taste buds will be very happy with you and your decision to uh, swing by. We are at Special Needs and Treats in Lawrenceville, Georgia, talking with Michael Kohler. Uh, This is a nonprofit uh, bakery for special needs adults in our community. And uh, if you if you don't know someone who has a special needs adult in their life or child in their life who will become an adult, uh, you are among the rare few. Uh, this is this is a part of the conversation that needs to be had more in our in our in our world, um, in our government, quite frankly. And and, you know, where if you know, uh, listen to prior episodes, you know, kind of we're in that um, that realm with our four year old right now. Uh, he's currently autistic. And hearing this story, I, 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 I know without a shadow of doubt, there's going to be moments in this story where your mouth is just going to drop open. Use those kinds of things in your life to propel you to do something, to put some feet to some of the uh, the ideas and the thoughts that you have about making a difference in our community, in your world, um, because this is this is that, this is that uh, a few years uh, down the road. So um, it, I, I just I know you're gonna love it, and I'm telling you, like the the products that they make, like you can't go wrong. You just can't go wrong. I, I walked in. And I, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like I, now I have a sweet tooth. I love things that taste good. And I think if things don't taste good, you shouldn't eat them. So, so, um, you will be happy going to this place. Uh, they're in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Um, just in right in the kind of, kind of the downtown area, uh, super easy to find. And, uh, you will, it'll make your day. It'll just make your day going there. So, uh, with that as a means of introduction, we're going to get started. You know how to find us on Facebook, Instagram, North Georgia Life Podcast, uh, North Georgia Life Podcast at gmail.com. If you have, uh, if this makes you think of another small business or something like that in our North Georgia area, shoot me an email, let me know about them, and we'll try to get them on the podcast and share their story. We are on pretty much every platform that podcasts are on now or should be. Uh, so whatever you listen to, music on or streaming audio, whatever, we should be on those platforms as well. So with that as means of introduction, we're going to go ahead and get started. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. Jake, your host. And today's episode, uh, no pun intended, but pun intended, is going to be really special because we are at a uh, amazing location that is really kind of one of you, uh, one of a kind in our North Georgia region. We are in Lawrenceville, Georgia, at the Special Needs Bakery, and we are talking with the co-founder Michael Kohler, and he's going to share a little bit about their story, but their operation here. Uh, I, I. I hope it's not overselling, but there really is nothing quite like it. 
in our North Georgia region. I think you're going to really enjoy the story. And uh, just by what I saw in the display cases, you're probably going to enjoy uh, what you take home on your way out as well. So, Michael, thanks for your time. Thanks, Jack. So you were sharing with me a little bit of the history on how you guys have gotten here, but uh, let's go a little bit further back to start. Are you a Georgia native to begin with? No, sir. Okay. I was actually born and raised in the uh, Independence, Missouri area. Okay. Uh, I was born in Kansas City, Kansas, but you know it's right across the, the divide to yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. At the time, I lived in Odessa, Missouri. But for the most part, I grew up in a place called Independence, Missouri, the home of Harry Truman and this year's uh, Super Bowl team and last year's <laughs> champion, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we are we are approaching Super Bowl Sunday, so uh, we'll, we'll see if that uh, title reigns, reigns true. Uh, so what brought you to Georgia? Uh, actually, my job. Okay. Uh, back in 1997, um, the job was uh, I worked for a company called Daewoo. And they were relocating here to the Georgia area, and I was dead set on not coming. But they um, wanted me to help transition the move mm-hmm. and get down here. So throughout the end of 97 into January of 98 when we actually moved here, uh, it was coordinating several different facilities, uh, New Jersey, Savannah, Olathe, Kansas, different things like wow. that, combining Daewoo's facilities into one larger facility down here in Sewanee, Georgia. Wow. Yeah. So just a small feat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And in the process of transitioning here to Georgia to uh, starting this operation, did any life events take place? What what happened where you were like, uh, I'm going to trade off the corporate facility type thing and we're going to just, we're going to start making baked goods yeah well approximately 31 years ago my son was born with what's called fragile x syndrome uh, it's a genetic disorder causing anywhere from severe to very moderate mental affliction mm-hmm. uh, different things like that so when we were told we were they wanted us to move to georgia mm-hmm. i started investigating and looking around at where should we go knowing the facility was going into swanee looking around i found gwinnett county which at the time was you know tops in the nation for special needs curriculums and opportunities and things like that mm-hmm. so that's what really landed us in lawrenceville um, i wanted to be as far away from the atlanta area <laughs> yep. because of all the traffic and everything else so i picked a corner of gwinnett county out in lawrenceville where my uh, grayson high school wasn't even there at the time mm. and um, for my kids to go but stay in gwinnett county so i could take advantage of those special needs opportunities I continued working in the corporate world down here for Daewoo for many years. Uh, it was prior to them becoming what they are now today as Doosan. And at one point was offered a, a chance to go to a different company called Takeuchi uh, in Buford, which mm-hmm. isn't too far from here. So I stayed in that corporate world all the way up until 2014. Um, but my son, just like every other family, once special needs get to the point of 22 years old, there's really not a lot of county-supported things right. and other things they can do. Because my son did go to four years extended school, so he mm-hmm. was in school up until the age of 22. But there was really nothing for them. And my wife was has been a baker, cake decorator ever since she was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So we started talking about it. I um, was a baseball commissioner and an assistant director for a, sp- a special needs group called GAA Special Populations 
during some of that time where I had up to 208 baseball players on 20 different teams that were all special needs of some sort mm. from five up to 53. Wow. And our, our conversations at the ball field were always the same. What are we going to do when our kid ages out of school? Yeah. And my wife and I had talked about it a lot about, you know, well, she has the talent. I'm kind of the behind the scenes guy. Mm -hmm. I'm the logistics, the business side, the things like that, that are needed. And she was the one with the talent of a skill where you could just kind of let's tap into that. You know, why mm -hmm. don't we open a bakery where she and Bradley could work? So in the beginning, it was more self-centered yeah. uh, to do something for Bradley yeah. and our own family. But even though my name is Kohler, it's not Kohler plumbing or Kohler <laughs> engines as much as my wife would love it to be to make things a little easier with money. But we weren't independently wealthy, so we weren't quite sure how to do that. And, you know, as it got closer to time, he aged out. We still hadn't done anything because um, he'll be 31 uh, in a few days, actually. And, you know, we, we kept talking about it, weren't sure what to do. We were trying to figure out how can we do this and give him a place to work, a place of meaning, something mm -hmm. to, to feel included and, and for him longer term. And she saw a, an article or a video or something about a five-year-old little boy and his mom and make a long story short, basically they were, they had ended up homeless mm. and it was his birthday week and they were getting food from a co-op and they asked him what he wanted for his birthday well, typical kid wants games, toys, stuff like that. He said, I just wish I could have a real birthday cake. Mm. And uh, <laughs> wow. she woke up and said, uh, hey, I can do that. Mm. We could do that. Why don't we look at a nonprofit and giving cakes to kids, you know, for their birthdays who can't afford them, you know, like foster care, defects, food cooperatives, and just started, you know, running through the gamut of folks that, you know, cake's a luxury item. Yeah. You know, those of us who've never not had a birthday cake, we just don't get that. Um, but when you, you know, there's a kid who's living in a van or living in a bridge or, you know, has nothing, you know, cake's a big deal. Yeah. You know, a birthday cake from a birthday. So we still weren't sure what to do. So we started looking at the nonprofit approach. And uh, again, one, one morning she woke up and she said that uh, God had given her a name. She said, let's call it special needs and treats. <laughs> and I, I, I heard it and I'm like, special needs and treats. Yeah, we'll work with special needs, Bradley's special needs and the yep. treats. There's the cakes and yep. what have you. It was amazing. And, you know, that's how it kind of developed. Now, wow. we spell it differently. It's called special needs. And then the, the needs is spelled K-N-E-A-D-S, like mm -hmm. kneading dough. Yep. We don't do breads yet. I say yet because you never know where God's going to lead you. But, uh, you know, it kind of played in. Mm -hmm. And we started trying to do the paperwork and look into how do we set up a nonprofit, things of that nature, um, and just kind of went down that road. I, I never thought, you know, with my path of being construction equipment, compact construction equipment, industrial equipment, you know, I didn't foresee myself serving coffee and cupcakes right. and, <laughs> and doing baking. But, you know, I knew my wife did that. She'd always done that on the side. Yeah. So it was um, – but what what – what God was preparing me for unbeknownst at the time, not only was the special needs sector with my son, mm -hmm. but my corporate background of operations management, logistics, and, and all of those things that go along with the business side of things yeah. versus the talent side of things. So collectively we, uh, 
we started that in 2013. I think it was September 2013. We got our 501c3 nonprofit status. There's a whole nother segment there on, on how that came up, and we could spend a few hours here today, but mm. I know our time is, has to be limited. <laughs> so that's a whole nother story. But in 2014 of January, we actually sealed a deal and, and opened brick and mortar as special needs and treats on the Lawrenceville Square. And yeah. here we are seven years later. Yeah, so we're as a city, is that City Hall building that's across the street here? Uh, right. Well, it's close. It's yeah. about three blocks away. You okay. can you can see it somewhat from here. You can see the top, and yeah. you can see the church that's downtown Lawrenceville yeah. from here. Yeah. So we're we're fairly close to the heart of, of of what I guess we would say is downtown Lawrenceville. Correct. So great location, easy to get to. Uh, this was not your first location. You were sharing no, with sir. me when we walked in. Your uh, your first kitchen was it was a micro kitchen. Yeah, it was three hundred square feet <laughs> for a bakery. It was yeah, a, it was three hundred square kitchen. feet. <laughs> You've expanded uh, location, size of the, of the bakery, the facility itself, um, but also how many people you're able to uh, incorporate into your business. Uh, how m- just a ballpark on a given day or a given week, if uh, whatever is easier to track. Uh, how many different uh, people do you have here working with you, serving with you that are in the special needs community? At the at the present time, we have 29 folks who have some special needs disability, whether it's, you know, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, autism. Uh, we even have some, you know, hearing impaired, uh, vision impaired, um, quite the gamut, really. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's so many different what's called a disability. And what we do is we, we find something uh, there's a waiting list, yeah. you know, and but we have 29 folks working. I have 200 and I think it's 18 on a, on a list as of this moment wow. that want to come to work. Some have been on there for a while because it's all about funding and, and opportunities. Mm. But we do first come, first serve. So someone comes in and we look at what's their ability. Um, what can they do? What can we work with to find it? So we've thought outside the box a lot on finding ways to incorporate just about any anything we can mm-hmm. to include those individuals it's 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 rare that we find someone that just doesn't fit yeah we find a fit yeah and uh, that's the cool part yeah you've got you got a lot of different uh should we say departments roles yeah. um here from <laughs> like you were sharing you know folding boxes assembling boxes to uh, measuring supplies to actually doing some of the uh the, the decorating the mixing you know the point of purchase sales on the front all sorts of different things that are not necessarily just mixing cake dough. Correct, correct. Not things that are just conducive to a bakery environment or right. a restaurant style environment, but everything from the like you said, the customer service all the way to the backside of folding laundry, computer work. I got a I got a gentleman with a diagnosis that's actually doing a lot of tech work. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's coding website stuff or Things that, you know, I need assistance with from the backside, but Mm -hmm. I have, you know, a young lady who's dyslexic that uh, just needed a chance to to do, and she's doing all of my daily uh, business input. Mm -hmm. So all the business from the previous day, she gets it all prepared in a folder for me, make sure all the accounts are in, everything else, and then I review it, of course. Yeah. uh, And then it goes off for CPAs. But um, for the most part, everything's in-house. A-P-A-R-I-T-H-R, and then we try and incorporate special needs at every level mm-hmm. of that, uh, of the business side. Because yeah. even though we're a nonprofit, it's still a business. I mean, right. you still have everything right. that a business yes. has. The only difference is, you know, 
hopefully you find philanthropic folks and funders who will help you go to the next level, mm -hmm. like taking those 218 guys and gals I have on our waiting list and finding them gainful employment. <laughs> yeah. Let's kind of jump ahead. 218 people is a lot of people yeah. when you've only got 29 that are actively here on a day-to-day right. -day basis. Uh, do you have a vision for expanding? Do you have, if somebody was in, uh, let's say the, you know, the, the, the Dawson County or the Canton market or something like that that said, Hey, we're just like you guys. We've got a, you know, an adult, a special needs child. This is something we would love to do. Let's figure <laughs> out a plan and take, you know, take 20 or 30 of these, um, these people that you have in your waiting list that may, uh, geographically make more sense to go that direction than, than to Lawrenceville, um, or, or it's just, you know, dare I say, find their own, um, because there's there's a growing uh, special needs adult population right. that uh, you're right there there's not a uh, there, there's not a real plan for uh, correct as as terrible as that sounds we've got uh, a, a we just had his fourth birthday yesterday but we have an autistic son and so we're already thinking <laughs> that far out of you know we're we're hoping and planning and preparing and, and praying for the best but we also have to be realistic that that may not be where we end up and places like this are uh, what I hope and think will be a growing segment of our uh, dare I say our, our business market in in our area and hopefully around the the country that are providing a purpose and and having some level of, of um, inclusiveness into that adult population because there's just not that right now and I this is something that I, I share with people a lot of times in the in the in the world of of uh, business, but also just specifically for me in real estate is just having a having a purpose and a mission behind what you do beyond. And that that goes whether you're a landscaper or uh, or an insurance company or whatever. When you can tie what you're doing in a you know quote normal business activity into something that engages your local community in a purposeful, intentional, you know, cause-oriented mission. Like one, your business is going to grow organically because everybody wants to do something good in their community and, and you're connecting them with, with something that they're passionate about. So it's really a win-win. You, you get a good feeling inside, but you're also doing something good on the outside. For someone who might be listening, who would do something like this if they had some questions answered or things like that, any nuggets of wisdom you would give somebody, the, given the journey you've gone on? This wasn't the the, the world that you were, uh, you know, engaged <laughs> in. You didn't you didn't get raised right. in the the nonprofit world. What would you, what would you do? What would you say to somebody in that in that space? I'll start with the, the simplest one, and that, and I say simplest is you made a comment, you know, of sense of purpose, mm -hmm. on our wall out front in the lobby. I don't know if you noticed. Yep. It says everyone needs to be needed. Yep. <laughs> And that's true. Hmm. Everybody needs to wake up in the morning. Hmm. Sorry about that. And mm -hmm. feel uh, and feel a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. Feel to be needed. And there's 80% or more of the, the special needs population that, you know, they're not high enough functioning mm -hmm. that they're going to get the jobs that people are looking for when they're in a for-profit environment yeah. and they're looking at the bottom line, trying to make money. Now there are some groups out there who've done an amazing job like uh, Walgreens up South Carolina. Um, 
I think I said that right, <laughs> but it's a group where they, they, they started incorporating special needs in a cluster, like a, a group setting, mm-hmm. you know, and I even heard about SAP putting together an autistic program, you know, for those that are on the autism spectrum. But again, they're, they're typically all higher functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our guys and gals, you know, everyone needs to be needed. And mm-hmm. we spell it K-N-E-A-D-S and K-N-E-A-D-E-E-D, needed, yeah. um, like an eating dough, but it's, uh, it's something that everyone needs. And to talk about the vision, mm-hmm. you know, what we saw from the beginning and we started getting folks that we had more people wanting to work than we could put to work, mm-hmm. you know, more people wanting to do something than we could fund or we could pay to, to just do things. I think in the beginning we ordered so many stickers and cupcake liners that we, we have liners sticker that'll last us probably 20 years right now mm-hmm. just because we wanted them to do something. It was yeah. a job. Yeah. You know, we've got a few hundred thousand cupcake picks that'll never be used on a cupcake because it made for great sorting opportunities and things like that. Mm. But the vision um, to, to bring it back home is that I've always seen a bit more. Um, if it's God's will and God's plan, it'll happen. I mean, we've progressed in seven years from three and a half years in a very small facility to a 12,000 square foot facility here with a 2,600 square foot kitchen. From, from earlier, I said 300 square feet, so 300 to 2,600. Yeah. It's conducive for wheelchairs and walkers and folks like that that don't always get a lot of opportunities. Um, but the vision was that now that we have this home base, this foundation that, you know, this is being, this is being purchased. We have mm-hmm. a mortgage on this property and mm-hmm. building. It's no longer a lease or a rental. Is that this would be production and training Mm -hmm. that we would actually bring folks in here we would produce the things that we make produce the products that are supporting the programs that we're teaching and train the individuals and then have little storefronts Mm -hmm. in a you know in a nucleus around us to where once trained they go closer to home to work yeah you know and at the same time feeding into our primary program of those cakes for kiddos Mm -hmm. so that Let's just say, you know, here in Lawrenceville, it's hard for somebody from Stone Mountain who's homeless to mm-hmm. drive all the way out here and right. pick up a cake. Yeah. But if we had a storefront in Stone Mountain where they could pick up the cake, mm-hmm. that's a win-win. Yeah. And an individual on the special needs spectrum that lives in that area, yep. trained here, goes back home to work in that area. So we kind of chose, you know, the city centers and uh, a unique feature we have and we can't take full credit for it because the bakery before us that we we went into that was already existing had square cupcake pans Mm -hmm. so we make square cupcakes to me it was we want to be on the square Mm -hmm. the city center of every city and then serve those square cupcakes out from the city center have the special needs work right there in their home community feed the the needy and give cakes to the kids in their community right there from the heart of the city for yeah. that, that win, win, win. We can keep going with wins. Yeah. But the bigger vision was that, so that this would be production and training. There'd be a nucleus of 10, 12, 14 storefronts around us in a circle, um, putting more folks to work, doing more things, whether it's packaging, prepping, uh, even in delivering to the little stores or, or whatever, and then use that as a template. Pick that template up, take yep. it to another county, take it to another state. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, we've had probably every state in the nation, yes, including Alaska, someone contacts say, hey, you need to open a special needs and treats here. Wow. And over time, my answers got shorter and shorter to the, to the point of, look, 
then you need to give me a half million dollars and two people to work <laughs> 90 hours a week to run it and let's do it. <laughs> but now to, to, to bring it full circle and, and finish up where you left off with some nuggets and words of advice is if you're not a baker, mm-hmm. you do not want to do this. You need to look at what your God gifted talent is. Mm-hmm. What are you good at? What are you passionate about? Yep. What do what can you use your talents, just like the parable of the talents? Mm-hmm. What talents have you been given that you can use to serve a better purpose? Mm-hmm. And then find a way to incorporate special needs. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, you're going to find a way. I have business owners come in here and say, I wish I could hire special needs. And the first question I ask them is, why can't you? Yeah. You tell me every job that you do from every single level, from the sweeping of the floor all the way up to the 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 audits that you go through with your financial auditors Mm -hmm. you tell me every single job every single spot and i guarantee you there's going to be some spots that you can put someone with special needs to work in Mm -hmm. and it's true yeah so but the nuggets do what you've been gifted with yeah don't try and replicate because it's a grand idea or because it looks good um if you're not good at baking and you don't enjoy baking you don't want to open a bakery Um, If you have a passion for coffee, maybe it's a coffee shop. Um, Maybe you're into pressure washing, you know, or lawn mowing. Mm -hmm. Who who knows? I mean, we're all different and we all have different passions. What are you passionate about? What are you good at? And how do you use that to, again, just uh, for a higher purpose, Mm -hmm. a higher higher plan? And, And it's amazing, you know. My talents, again, it's numbers. You know, I can give you a spreadsheet, a pivot table. I can do back office stuff. But my wife, you know, is the baker. She's the decorator. Yep. And we're blending those two talents as a team. The two became one. And we mm-hmm. just blended together and said, okay, this is how we're doing it. And, you know, uh, we've been blessed, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been an amazing journey. The other nuggets are get professionals involved. Um, I tried to do the nonprofit paperwork mm. for probably nine months. And then I actually reached out to a professional in probably 30 minutes. He had the paperwork done and guaranteed <laughs> I'd have everything back in less than 90 days that I did. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, and, and we've learned so much that I'm still learning from the legal aspects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you're doing it right. And then also try and surround yourself with positive people yeah. who support what you're trying to do and are passionate you know there's a lot of folks out there that told us we'd never we'd never make it you know oh you're going to be a flash in the pan even uh we even had a board member at one point in time when we hit the rough spots was was ready to throw in the towel and bail and it's like no no it's not supposed to be easy yeah it's not easy yeah nothing that you do what is it uh i think our financial guy had a sermon one day and he said there is no reward without risk and be prepared to go all in one of the things in the very beginning my wife and I worked 80 to 90 hours a week Um, Mm. we were we were all in it was not a hey maybe let's do this and just give up there there's going to be hard spots there's going to be challenges um, just like anything else you do yeah and it's just uh, stay the path stay the course the uh, the two things I was thinking of I was blending them two together so I wanted to pull them up so I could make sure I I, uh, repeated them correctly one was not everything that is hard is worth doing 
but everything that is worth doing is going to be hard. <laughs> very true. Like that's, that's very true. That's that's very true. <laughs> the the other thing, two things. One is adversity introduces you to who you really are. Another tr- very true. At the end of the statement. day, none of us really get to see who we are. Uh, on the inside until we face hard things. Oh, exactly, exactly. And just a little quick nugget on that. Um, I've learned through this journey uh, that if it feels like I'm the one doing the pushing, stop. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. Yeah. But if I feel like I'm being pushed, that's... Quit resisting. Yeah, quit resisting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it took me a while to jump off off that cliff. I was very comfortable in the corporate world. Yeah, you know, I had a huge salary. I had benefits. I had, you know, company card. Yep. Uh, I had all types of, you know, paid vacations, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of crazy stuff that you strive for. But there was nothing for the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, okay, what am I really doing? I'm making somebody more money. Yeah. I'm making them be the ability to live in a nicer house, take fancier vacations, drive fancier cars. I'm making them lots of money. I'm good right. at what I was doing. But what am I doing for impacting lives? Mm-hmm. I mean, true impacting lives. So, yeah, I took yeah. a jump off a cliff without a parachute yeah. and used my 401K to take the penalties and everything else to kind of get this thing started and rolling. And, you know, obviously throughout this, hopefully people can tell I'm a man of faith. Mm-hmm. God's taking care of everything. Yeah. And it's been amazing. The person I was listening to share uh, share this was – he said most people exact, do exactly what you said. They they go to a job that they hate and hope <laughs> yeah. they don't get fired. <laughs> yeah. I he was said, there. He I said it's kind of like it's kind of like seeing somebody you really can't stand drive off a cliff in your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to happen, but you kind of it's, yeah. it's that, that bittersweet uh, kind of thing. But uh, but what he wow. uh, what he said was, and to your point of being being especially doing something like this. Uh, for for y'all for a uh, something that you're you're not y- opening a new franchise restaurant you know there's not a template training program so to speak where you've got the backing you know what's tried and true you know yeah, how not to, yet you know all you know all your numbers your ratios you know all those things your your vendor list you know on down the list uh, they were sharing to be super super critical about who you're uh, or diligent about who you're surrounding yourself with. Uh, to allow to uh, infiltrate what you do, uh, both mentally and how you think, but also in in where you're going. And they they shared this, and I'll I'll never forget this. Uh, He said that there has never been a statue erected to a critic, but our planet is littered with statues with people who made a contribution. And when we're, when we're at the end of our lives and I've, when he said that, I started thinking about people that I see on TV or know of and which side of the coin do they, do they Mm. stand on? Because all of these people I was thinking of, I'm like, they have the platform in life that many of us would, would love, but a lot of them, they have the platform and all they do is criticize or break apart or, or tear down. And that's unfortunately going to be their legacy. Yeah. yeah, that that is going to be what they're remembered for. Versus all the other people who are making a contribution, making you know our world better, making our communities better, and making families better. Um, so, just um, some some life things to think about in in the midst of this. Um, I do want to get into uh, for at least a few minutes 
what you guys have here because uh, we are, if you've listened to prior podcasts, uh, we are a, uh, I'd say about a 90% gluten-free family. Our toddler is 100% <laughs> gluten-free. For my wife and I, uh, the 10% that we don't have this gluten-free is an amazing 10%. <laughs> uh, but you guys have not only gluten-free, you've got sugar-free, and you've got vegan-friendly. Yes. Which, yes. If, if, if you know somebody who's vegan and they just need a smile on their face, you need to send them here <laughs> to, get, to get dessert. Uh, it will change their life. You will be their new best friend. But talk about what you guys have here. Uh, you were sharing with me when we were walking in just the, the cakes that you have here that are made by the special needs community and, and uh, your employees here, just all of those things. Well, um, we are a sweet shop. That's our primary focus is a sweet shop. So the savory side, we do a chicken salad sandwich on croissant. That's all we do for lunch. That, um, that sounds like all it. you need to do for And me. it's really good. Yeah. Um, so we do try and do that. But as far as we didn't start out looking to do vegan and soy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, all of those options. But as you know, and as you mentioned, you know, a lot of the special needs folks have these types of issues, mm-hmm. and it's just developed over time. We uh, we didn't go out to advertise it. We didn't go out to make it some extensive menu. Matter of fact, we're now getting people telling us we need to be keto friendly, um, which we're we don't think we're going there at this point. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but as far as the gluten free, the soy free, corn free vegan, dairy-free, different types of issues, things like that. Um, What we've developed over time, you know, is we have a a very talented young man who is diagnosed with special needs. That is our culinary trained expert, is our serve-safe individual, our assistant manager, and basically takes care of the kitchen and overseeing all the assistant bakers and everything else, that we do a lot of experimenting and tweaking. Mm-hmm. And we've come up with some items that, honestly, without our pushing for anything, if people search for these options, gluten-free and vegan, in our local area, we come up as tops. So when we come up and people see Special Needs and Treats Bakery, they only think that what we do, that everything we do, is catered to that sector. They don't, they don't realize until they truly come in and are told about it that, well, the special needs is multiple meanings now. Right. In the beginning, it was because we work with special needs adults, just spelled differently. But now we've come to be known for our alternative diet. Yeah, you've got specialized options. products. We have cupcakes, cookies, brownies, cheesecake. In those categories for what you're mentioning, you know, mm-hmm. some are gluten-free, some are vegan. Right. We don't have a tremendous amount of options, but the options we do have we ensure pretty darn good. Yeah, people in those and, segments uh, don't have a tremendous people amount in of there options. Are typically period. repeat customers. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, of course, you can't please everyone. And like you mentioned earlier, there are people out there that just want to tear people down. It's like I challenge you to find somebody with a perfect five star rating because somebody's searching for those. They want to go out and find those five star ratings so they can be the one that tears them to a four point nine. Yeah, there's folks out there that when you see that negative post or that negative rating, if you actually go back and look at all their ratings. That's all they do. Yeah. All they really do is go search for businesses and and folks to try and ruin or try and pull down. So we, we don't feed to the negative. Yeah. We, we don't really respond to negative because, again, as I said earlier, you want to surround yourself with positive. Yeah. You know, positive encouragement, positive stuff. If we make a mistake, we remedy it. Yeah. Of course. 
but uh, I have to say that, you know, and it's not, not by anything that we, I guess we did intend, but, you know, anything that we've truly done, we've just been blessed with the opportunity to come up with some product that our focus mm-hmm. has, uh, has done some great products. Yeah. You mentioned the cakes. Uh, every week, our special needs folks that work here decorate a cake. It's a little six-inch cake. We put it out in the case for display and for sale. Uh, some sell, some don't. If they don't sell, we freeze it. We take it to the local food cooperative, and a family who may not be able to go get a cake at the store can get a get a cake just because. Yeah. So they all serve a purpose. Our primary draws are our cupcakes on a daily basis. That's probably my largest volume item as far as numbers. Mm-hmm. But my largest selling item is actually something called chalkhorn. It's a white uh, morsel type covered puff corn product where it's there's no hole or kernel it's gluten-free it doesn't bother diverticulitis it actually will not stick to teeth or braces it sticks for a moment and then melts away Hmm. Um, it's pretty addictive but (laughs) it's also the reason we started doing it was it was through a family member up in Missouri that we called when we first opened and said hey can we use that recipe and do you think we could do it here because what we saw was the ability for special needs to help with motor skills mm-hmm. uh we have special needs sticker the bags they go in we have different special needs who can read the weights and weigh the stuff out so they we have bag stickers weighing the product making the product and then closing the bags with twist ties mm-hmm. so it's uh, special needs are involved every step of the way Ben, it's one of our most popular items especially in december i'll sell more in december than i sell the entire year wow and it's so much that uh, we're kind of like open to close all we're doing is making chalkhorn during december yeah. <laughs> but we also have cheesecakes we have over 100 recipes of cheesecakes mm-hmm. we keep 26 different flavors of cupcakes every day one thing being a nonprofit, we're not here to compete with the other local bakeries so you know blue rooster or a few others we'll give them a shout out they used to be our neighbor mm-hmm. uh, we refer people to them all the time we're tuesday through saturday nine to five um Granite, once we start opening those storefronts and city centers, that might be where you see us expand into the evening hours so yeah. that people can come in the evenings yeah. and more weekends or what have you. But here for this facility, we're focused truly on, you know, educating, training, employing special needs and working with our partners. And it just so happens we have the residual of walk-in business. We're not doing dine-in right now because of the pandemic issues. Yeah. But people can come in, pick it out. We do special order cakes. It's a minimum seven-day notice. That mm-hmm. also sets us apart. Anybody coming off the street who can afford a cake, we have to have a minimum of seven days lead okay. before we'll do the order, whereas I do a 24-hour turnaround for the kids who can't afford the cakes. Yeah. Uh, that's more important yeah. for us. Yeah. For larger orders, uh, you know, I would say corporate events, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, corporate events means different things <laughs> now than it did a year ago. Yeah. For larger functions or... Um, you know, or just big orders, mm-hmm. catering, things of that nature. What do you guys uh, do? How do they go about doing that? Do you deliver? Do they need to pick it up? How do you guys handle it? Presently, that? we don't do any delivery except okay. through DoorDash. We okay. did go on DoorDash. All the products on DoorDash are our normal daily fare. Okay. Um, they are a higher price on DoorDash because sure. we're not going to cover that 30% fee. Yeah. Uh, so it is, the price is marked up, but we have an online ordering store. Uh, people can call in. 
Um, they can walk in, place the orders. The larger orders, you know, depending upon how large you're looking at, because cupcakes, we go through hundreds of cupcakes a week. Yeah. Uh, that is our largest thing. And the chalkhorn is typically readily available as well. But if somebody was wanting like 100 small bags of chalkhorn, we just ask for a couple days' notice. Okay. Uh, if somebody's wanting, you know, two, 300, 400 cupcakes, Again, if you give us a day's notice, because I have folks ready to work. I got folks that are working every day, and we just reallocate who's doing what that day. Mm-hmm. It's the cakes themselves, those special order cakes, that we require that that lengthy lead time right. just to set us apart and show, because we don't do tiered stacked anymore. We don't do weddings unless it's a separate cakes mm-hmm. um, for pickup. And, and right now we do only do pickup. And that's not sure. to say that what the future holds Right. You know, that if we could develop a special needs catering team or a special needs food truck or I don't know where we're headed. You right. know, God's got the plan. I don't. I got all these visions and things, yeah. but unless it's truly his plan, you know, I, I just don't know where we're going to end up. I know what I've got today. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with today for today. You know, you can pre-order in multiple ways. You can, again, order on our website online. Check us out at specialneedsandtreats.org. Um, you can call in and you'll probably talk to Chelsea. And she'll be happy to take your order. If she has any questions, she might get, you know, someone else involved mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's real special type of dietary needs or mm-hmm. something special. Or you can walk in and, and chat with someone and we'll place the order for a future event. We, we actually have orders placed sometimes three months out okay. just so they know that, you know, they're going to have something. They want to make sure they've got it. We're yeah. on the books. We can prep. We can buy ingredients. But I've had people come off the street and they'll grab two, three dozen cupcakes and wipe out my case. Yeah, uh, um, we're not like a standard bakery in that aspect. Uh-huh. A lot of bakeries, if if I made twenty four red velvet today and somebody came in bought them all by ten o'clock, you're not getting any more today. Mm-hmm. We we make cupcakes all day up until four o'clock. Okay. Now, especially on the alternative diet, after four o'clock, you're not going to get a lot because they are made to order. Um, but until four, mm-hmm. you know, you can come in and get, you know, two three of the different styles, what have you. You can call in and pre-order them to pick up after four, mm-hmm. but we just have to have those in because they are a special item. Yeah, we don't keep them out front for no cross contact or anything like that. Sure. They are prepared diff- separately. They're treated separately. They have to be. Yeah, to keep people safe. Two more things before we wrap up. One, you've been here for um, for several years, uh, and I know this is probably an unfair question, but do you have any favorite <laughs> stories uh, or best just best memories or or things that when you are in the midst of a, of, of a challenge or uh, just a hard week or whatever that you just kind of, your mind gravitates to and it just kind of re-energizes you. Wow. Yeah, that's, I'll, I'll say it's an unfair question, only, in the, <laughs> <laughs> only with regard to the fact that there are so many. <laughs> Over the seven years that we've been doing this, there are so many stories that jump to mind. Um, you know, and, and I'll indulge me for just a couple of moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I can think of is 52-year-old Scott in a walker with a nurse aide. We gave him his very first paycheck ever, wow. ever at 52. Wow. And and it was like 17 bucks after taxes and everything else. And the first thing you said was, I'm taking my dad to McDonald's and I get to pay for lunch. Oh and I like, I, I bawled. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I bawled. So that's a big one for me. Another one is uh, you met a young man personally here a few moments mm-hmm. ago. Uh Ian, who started, who wouldn't talk to people, was very isolated, and that was, uh, wow, that was four years ago, and um, now he's graduated from college, he drives, 
He runs front of house when he's here. He can do every job in the kitchen. He's very outgoing. He spoke at our gala last year. Mm. That's another one. But honestly, if I if I truly only had to give you that one, <laughs> which I was supposed to, <laughs> if I'm having a bad time or I'm having some, you know, I try not to. I'm trying to stay positive. But, mm. you know, I'm human, you know, and we all get bogged down, especially when you're doing the business side, you know, all yeah. that stress, all that strain, everything else. If I'm having a moment, all I have to do is get up and walk out of the office and just look mm. and just see just about any one of our workers and their face. Yeah. And whether it's, you know, Emily folding a towel, <laughs> you know, Caitlin doing some data work, you know, Stephanie helping somebody up front, mm -hmm. Mackenzie in the back baking something. All I got to do is get up and walk out. Cody playing Emerald, decorating cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tori making chicken salad or anything. You know, it, it's – there's not one. Yeah. There's so many. Yeah. And it truly allows you to pull yourself back in and go, you know what? Why am I stressing about this? Mm -hmm. Why am I worried about these things? Set them to the side. Look at the impact. Look at – their pride mm. the smile on their faces yeah yeah all right so i don't <laughs> we'll we'll lighten it up a little bit here <laughs> so before we wrap up give people the information they need to uh, find you i like to do something to end every every episode uh, i call the lightning round which is a question that has for the most part nothing to do with anything that we talked about first of all one if you listen to this and you don't come here and, and order something I, you know, God bless you for your self-control because <laughs> we, we, we're on a, we're on a, uh, a very uh, constrained workout diet regimen right now. And so what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to get something and then put it in the freezer for like a month because <laughs> that's how far out we are. But that's be something to look forward to. So today's lightning round question is we'll go off the sweets and we'll go to the savory side of things. And I'm just going to call it the better burger. Do you have a favorite burger from somewhere in our North Georgia region, and what makes it your favorite? Oh, wow. Um, I actually don't eat a lot of hamburgers unless I grill them. But, you know, I know it's a chain. I have, I've not found my local place to get some odd burger, but mm -hmm. the first thing I think of when you tell me, hey, I'm going to get you a burger where you want me to go, right now I'm going to say five guys. Yes. Five guys. They do I have love good burgers. The, I love the fries, but the burgers are great. Yes. Yep. They they, they count. They they are a chain, <laughs> but they they're they But it's a local owned franchise burger. guy. Correct. You know, it's right. somebody in the local community that lives in your community. Right. <laughs> uh, that that counts. That makes me hungry too. So let's just uh, wrap up. How do how do people find you? Can you uh, your street address, uh, your social media links, best places to order? Uh, you kind of covered that in in terms of uh, just calling in or your, uh, your website. But uh, if you're going to give somebody, you know, what they need to get in touch with you guys, yeah. how do they, how do they get connected to you? Well, one of the, one of the easiest of course is going to be www.specialneedsandtreats.org. Plus that's going to give you a glimpse at what some of our special needs folks are doing. Mm -hmm. They make the website, they do the pages. Wow. They do all that stuff for me. Of course, I'm very closely involved in that, sure. but that's, that's the best place because from there you can launch to our Facebook page um, so there's a lead in from there for Facebook. Uh, you can also do our online ordering, which right now is through Square. 
and it'll show you our products and you can place orders. Mm -hmm. It'll launch you into many different areas, how you can get involved through donating with recurring donations or helping specific areas like special needs pay or the Cakes for Kiddos program. So I would say the largest is our website and our Facebook page. Okay. That's going to be the two places. we got a fairly decent Google presence. Uh, we're also on TripAdvisor, just about Yelp. Mm -hmm. We're on just about every social media platform there is, and it's special needs and treats, um, spelled K-N-E-A-D-S in the middle there, and the and spelled out. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as far as finding us, we're at 156 Scenic Highway in Lawrenceville, Georgia. When you say Scenic Highway, everybody thinks Snellville, because everybody's somebody in Snellville. <laughs> but we're down on the other end. We're down on the south end in Lawrenceville. And uh, we are caddy corner from the Lawrenceville Police Station and the big quick trip up on the corner of 20 and Scenic Highway mm -hmm. uh, that leads right to downtown Lawrenceville. We yep. can see a lot of the big buildings in downtown Lawrenceville and right across the street from all that new construction and building they're doing in Lawrenceville with all the new housing and shopping and yep. dining and stuff like that. So we're in a pretty prime location. We have our own building. We have our own parking lot. It's not a huge one, mm -hmm. but now it's easier to get to us because on the square you had to park somewhere and walk because you couldn't get a parking spot out front on the yeah. street. Yeah, so the best reference uh, point to where they're at is all the new construction in downtown Lawrence. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you're if you're around and you see uh, you see houses that are, are framed up, uh, you're close. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, Michael, I know you got to get back to it. Uh, I really appreciate your time and just just sharing the story and the heart behind it. And uh, and and honestly, if you walked in and you didn't know any of the backstory and you just saw the display cases, that, that'd do it for you. Like, I mean, they they look legit. I love the square uh, the square cupcakes because I don't know. You don't tell me it, they look bigger, but they're still one cupcake. So if you're like, oh, it's just a cupcake, but it's you know a little bit bigger, maybe a bite or two. You know, cupcakes bigger better. So. <laughs> So, yeah, it, if you walked in and you just saw what they actually have here, uh, you'd be sold. And then uh, and then the story behind it is obviously um, part of why we do the podcast. So, uh, Michael, I'll, I'll let you get uh, on to it, but I really appreciate you taking your time to share. Well, thank you as well for your time, Jake, and, and the opportunity. I yeah. appreciate it. Awesome. This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.